what's great about this is you don't have to hate your side hustle. If you're actually good at something and you enjoy something, you can make money doing it. So ask yourself, you know, what are things that I'm good at? What skills do I have? Do I see a need somewhere and I feel like I have the solution? Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the Rachel Cruz Show podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. So in this episode, we're gonna talk about side gigs and money lessons. I'll go over money lessons from our favorite fiction books with my friend and fellow book lover and Ramsey host, Courtney Dykstrahouse. But first, let's talk about some creative side gigs to try out in 2023 and questions to ask yourself to find your perfect side gig. Take a listen. So today we're gonna talk about a trend that is on the rise this year, having a side hustle, yep. So whether you're paying off debt, maybe you're saving up for a down payment for your home, maybe buying a new car, you name it, but boosting your income is one of the fastest ways to reach your financial goals. Now listen, I know adding more work to your already crazy life might feel impossible, but trust me, it doesn't have to be super complicated. And remember, this is just for a period of time. This isn't forever. And a lot of side hustles, can be fun things that you already do, which is even better. So let's talk about some of the fun side hustles that people we know have done. We actually pulled these from people here at Ramsey Solutions as they were working the baby steps and they had some great ideas. All right, you ready? Start a jewelry cleaning workshop. Yep, so this is what it is. I mean, it's just amazing. You get a mix of like dish soap, Windex, warm water, a little scrubbing with a toothbrush, and then your diamond ring sparkles. And so someone at our work did this. And so she charged $15 to clean one ring. So that's $15 in five minutes. You do three rings, that's $45 in 15 minutes. Yep. You make stuff look new and shiny. And if you're like me, if there's like gross kid Play-Doh and paints and food and like toothpaste and like all this stuff, right? Like it's some, if you wear your rings all the time or bracelets or whatever, your jewelry gets gross. So I'm like, yes, to have someone clean that sounds great. So you should do that side hustle. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Next up is do IT work on the side. Now, don't let this intimidate you. And I don't mean like really complicated stuff unless you're really skilled and if you are, more power to you. But I'm just talking about simple things to help people with technology. <clears throat> Older people, yep. <laughs> so some people pay like Gen Zers or people to say, hey, will you just spend 30 minutes with me and show me how my phone works or how I do this or sync up pictures or set up Wi-Fi to my house, how to get my email from this icon to here, Google Docs, like stuff that you may use every day in life that is second nature to you. There might be someone else that needs help with it and they'll pay you for it, which is pretty cool. Now, next is one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. Not to do, but to consume. <laughs> and that's baking. Man, and I'm telling you, people here at the office, like they will they will have baked goods around and, and, and it's amazing. So there was someone here who made 50 pumpkin rolls during Thanksgiving and sold them for $25 each. So she made $1,250 minus the cost of supplies. I mean, yeah, I'm like, you probably covered Christmas with that much, like, right? I mean, like, it's amazing what people will buy when it comes to baked goods. So a great way to make some money. Next, get your car wrapped. All right. This takes someone to be like, I don't care what you think because you can drive your car around and a company will put their logo on or whatever it is for $100 to $300 a month 
because as your car drives around, it's like a moving advertisement for them and they'll pay you for that. Yeah, that's it. So if you have a car, you're able to make a few hundred bucks a month, which is pretty awesome. All right, up next is to sell watercolor portraits or do hand lettering. So if you really are artistic and you're great at that hand lettering or um, you know, if someone has a saying that they want or a quote, I've seen this done a lot for like Christmas gifts and stuff. People can create beautiful arts that you can sell. Or if you're great at portraits, people love doing this for their homes, maybe their dogs or their children. You can make a lot of money doing that. And you can price your items depending on the size or the difficulty of the piece. So for example, you, you know, if you charge $75 for a standard home portrait that took you an hour, you can make $150 in two hours of work. So you got some creativity out, made some money. It's awesome. All right, up next is to dig through bins at overstock stores and resell the items on Facebook Marketplace. People have done this and they make a killing. So I actually knew someone that would go to a Nike outlet buy Nike shoes and resell them and make money off them. So I think that's legal, right? (laughs) So it's amazing when you like resell stuff, you make some extra money. Next is referee kids sports. I think this is a great one. You can make anywhere from $14 to $50 an hour. So they're always looking for those refs. And speaking, I'm a soccer mom, y'all. So when I see those little refs out there, I'm like, good for you. Good for you working hard. Up next is to teach music lessons. So if you're musically talented, teach music lessons, you know, whether it's voice lessons or an instrument, and you can actually make a lot of money doing this as well. If you work at Trader Joe's, you get a discount on groceries. Yes. And the pay is higher on weekends, so you can work weekends and make more money. Become CPR certified and teach classes. This is another great one. Easy, you know, if you have the skill, you're able to do it, teach some classes and earn some extra money. All right, next is someone worked for a catering company on the side for events. So it's kind of a side gig, right? Make some money. Good at sewing. Well, if you can do alterations, uh, this can make you some great money. So dresses, pants, shirts, even curtains, even putting buttons back on, like anything that has to do with sewing, people will pay you to do it. Someone here also worked for the U.S. Census Bureau, and you go door-to-door. You can make anywhere from $13 to $26 an hour. Okay, if you love cleaning out your car and detailing and all of that, car detailing may be in your future. Yeah, and you can do a mobile detailing business and clean people's cars at your lunch break from people at work. So you don't have to go anywhere. You just go out. If you have your kit, you go and detail the car and people will pay some good money to get all those crumbs out of their car. It's worth it. Next is to sell military and government surplus goods at flea markets. You can also try book editing if you're great at grammar and all the things when it comes to the written word. Gosh, book editing is great. Also, you can go to yard sales and flip those items on eBay and Facebook. What do they say? Someone's trash is another man's treasure. Is that the quote? So, yeah. Never know, make some money doing that. You can also clean your coworkers' headlights on their car during your lunch hour. You can build websites or do freelance graphic design work. That pays really well. Make shirts and sell them on Etsy. If you like acting or modeling, you can do that on the side. And you could average up to $400 a month just doing that. All right, this next one is very unique, but pretty brilliant. This is where creativity, I'm like, yes. So a girl here... Uh, who works at Ramsey, she created beef jerky bouquets 
for women to buy their husbands for Valentine's Day or birthdays. And I mean, it's beef jerky. Who, what man doesn't love beef jerky? So I just like, I think it's so creative, so fun. And she said it really helped pay towards their debts. All right. One of the themes when it comes to all of these side hustles, again, are things that, yes, use time. Yes, use your talent, and some of them, some resources, but some not. And that's what I love about this is because, again, you don't have to go crazy outside the box. It's stuff that you naturally are good at really does help. So here are three things that can help you figure out the best side hustle job for you. Let's start with time. Okay, ask yourself, how much time do I have to put into this side hustle? And be realistic about how much time is involved. You know, before, during, and after the job, I want you to calculate what you actually are making per hour when you consider all the time involved. And what's great about this is you don't have to hate your side hustle. If you're actually good at something and you enjoy something, you can make money doing it. So ask yourself, you know, what are things that I'm good at? What skills do I have? Do I see a need somewhere and I feel like I have the solution? And then ask yourself, what resources do I already have that others might need? And so all of that together really will help. So as you're looking through these options, think about your main goal of getting a side hustle. Why do you want a side hustle? Is it just to pay off debt? Is it to have a little bit of breathing room in your budget as you transition a couple of things? Is it because you just want more money maybe to to give generously or just to have for a vacation? Is it that maybe you want this side hustle to eventually turn into a business? Whatever your reason is, just make sure that it's good for you. It's going to involve some level of sacrifice, but overall, make sure it fits within your lifestyle. Make sure it fits within your goals so you know why you're doing this in the first place because, again, there's going to be just some ups and downs of life. So there's going to be times you're excited about it. Sometimes you're going to feel drained by it. But when you know why you're doing it, why you need that extra money, why you're earning that extra money, that's going to help you for sure get through those downtimes. All right, make sure to share this with a friend who could make bank using her talents for a side hustle. If you're like, oh my gosh, she could do this and make some money. It's amazing. Being free to make your own medical decisions is a big deal. Christian Healthcare Ministries lets its members choose the providers that they want without worrying about networks. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Today is a really fun episode. There's so many things that I love in this one episode. One being my friends and Ramsey host, Courtney Dykstrahouse is here. Oh, that's Hi, Courtney. Right. All the things. Okay, so you're here, which I love. And then we're going to talk about something that we both love. Yes. We are such nerds because we <laughs> love books. Like, give us books yes. all day long. Put me somewhere in isolation, but just give me a book and I'll be okay. Yes. Right? And you're a fast reader. You're a fast, you can get through so many books. Say. You are. I aspire to be a fast reader. Oh, Courtney. I don't I'm know like about two that. books, maybe three a month, tops. Which is a lot. You're like four minimum. Eh, four. four. Uh, we're, okay. we're in an average okay, okay. four. But Courtney's always my friend. And I'm like, Courtney, have you read this? Or Courtney, have you seen this? Courtney, you gotta, you gotta know about this. So, <laughs> so we talk about books all the time. So we were chatting the other day, and I thought, oh my gosh, how fun would it be for Courtney to come on the show and talk about our, some of our favorite books? 
and the money lessons in each of these books. So we're going to just dive in, which I think is really fun. So we'll see how this goes. I find it kind of interesting knowing I never typically read a book to find a money money lesson. (laughs) But then after we were talking about it, I was like, oh my gosh, there's so many of my books that have money morals that I've just subconsciously— Same here. You know, gravitated toward, but then just like passed by. Yes. One of those being— this book, A Court of Silver Flames. And how many pages is this? This is almost 800 pages. I mean, huge. So Sarah Moss, Mass, I don't know. She's an incredible author. She obviously writes very lengthy books, um, fantasy. But this one, the main character, her name is Nessa, and or Nesta, and her sister and brother-in-law, they're like lord and lady of this court. Okay. And so they have Buku's of money. And so Nesta, she has a, like a chip on her shoulder, maybe some internal demons she has to work through. And she's spending all the court's money. And so she's spending, 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 spending. Uh, and then finally they say, enough's enough. They're cutting her off. No more. No more. Cutting and so off. she now has to find her own way and make her own money and then face those internal demons. And so I thought a great money moral of this is boundaries with money and family. Yeah. I mean, how do you know when to have the difficult conversations? When is it time to close the door or say no more or say no at all? When like, you're spending all the court's money, you're sometimes you have to stop. I know. Oh, that is so funny. Great hey, book, though. You like that book. Great. Loved it. I love her stuff. I just, and it's, and it's, it's a series, right? Yes. This is the the fifth one in, in the series, and I think there's two more that are going to be coming out. Okay. Yeah. Okay, what do you got? Okay, so this one is Kristen Hanna's Great Alone and The Great Alone. I love her. She wrote uh, The Nightingale. I know. Four Winds. She, um, yes, uh, so many of her books I just love so much. And so this one, I was like, man, what are, what's the, what could be the money lesson in this one? Because this wasn't probably my favorite of hers, but the family ends up moving to Alaska. So the whole book is based on them really living this this totally different lifestyle in Alaska. And you have to like, you know, there's not a lot of people in the town, so you have to befriend a lot of the people because one person is the hunter and one mm-hmm. person has this and that. And they and they help you survive because the winters in Alaska, not that I know from firsthand experience, but I think is really rough. Yeah, so there's yes. apparently a lot of, lot of snow, all that. Yep. So the survivalness of that is really tough, right? So Anyways, the family, there's a lot of dysfunction in here, all the things, but they end up going to Alaska first and foremost because the the dad's friend, I think is what it was, uh, in the military had passed away and left it in his will was this property in Alaska. So that's why they went. So the moral of the story is just because it's free doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> they, had a, they had a really rough time in Alaska and you read all about it in here. It's a really good book. But just because something's free does not mean it's good. That's a good so lesson. If any of you leave me property in Alaska in your will, I may not take it. Or just you just might go in the summer. That's right. Yeah, that's right. You'll just, it'll, it'll be, be seasonal. It, I'll be seasonal. It'll snowbird. Yeah, that's right. yeah, that's great. Oh, but great book. Great that's book. a great, okay, I know I need to read some of her stuff, so that's just another reason I why. Know, it's great. Okay, I know that you've read this one too, right? No, People I haven't. Need on vacation? I've not read it. Oh, okay, so I haven't physically read it, but I audibled it. Okay. And this one I, I thought was really good. Okay. Here's the story of this. Um, so the main character, her and one of her best friends, which is a male, they would always go on these trips that her company paid for because she was a writer. And so she would go on these extravagant trips and she would write about it. Anyways, they had a falling out. And so now she wants to try to reenact this life that they had together going on trips every single year. And so she tells her friend, hey, let's go on a trip that my company's paying for. 
the twist of it is the company isn't in fact paying for it because they're like, no, we don't want to. I think they're going to like Palm Springs and the company is like really luxury. They're like, no, there's nothing there that we're going to be interested in you covering. And so she pays her own money to go and have this experience. Meanwhile, Alex is her friend, is going on these trips, this trip with her thinking that, okay, well, I guess your company's paying for it. It's free. But the thing is, she doesn't hardly have any money. And so she's paying for like this really crappy hotel. Oh, and no. the, the, all these things go wrong. And so here's where I feel like she went right with this. One, Poppy is the main character. She went right with living in her means, right? Like she didn't try to go get the five-star yes. hotel right. on a credit card just to try to maintain the, you know, experiences, experiences that they had. Experiences, yeah. yes. But where she went wrong is you got to be honest about your financial situation with yes. the person that you you say that you love the most. You know, it's like you can't be telling okay. them that. Is there a love at the end, or is that like a is that like you can't? Well, maybe I feel like I feel like Emily Henry. All of hers are about love, so I feel yes. like it's safe to say like there is this dynamic of love. Okay, okay, that I think is great. Yeah, I think it's great. But don't lie to the people that you love about money. You got to be honest. <laughs> if you can't afford it, you can't. When you go to Palm Springs. <laughs> so good. <laughs> okay, next is The Measure. So Ooh. this book was really interesting. So it basically is everyone around the world who's 18 or older wakes up one day and there's a box sitting at their front porch. And within the box is a string. And depending on how long the string is or how short the string is, is how long you have to live, basically, yeah. That is just like, just makes so, my stomach turn. It's crazy, yes. Whoa. So the whole book, so it follows, I think maybe like six people and their journeys. And then of course, like any good book, not to, I don't want to ruin it, but they start to, their stories start to intertwine. That's amazing. Throughout, which, which I love that, where I'm like, oh, amazing. that person, that, okay. Yes. Um, so it's fascinating though, because if you even think about that's how society reacts, right? So like, I don't want to give everything away, but it's, okay. it's like a small part, like there's a political campaign. Mm. And it's like, okay, well, if the person running for office has a short string, is it worth putting them in office if you know they're probably not going to do a second turn? Like that there, yeah. some, something's going to happen to yeah. them, so so vote for the person that has the long string. But then Does everyone know what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you, you, can, you can say it. You can like publicly, yep. So like, so it just makes you think of like, yes, like what would you, you know, what would you do? I don't know. Yeah. And then, and then some people choose not to open the box. So for some people, they didn't know what it was and didn't touch it. And then after a day or two on the news and stuff, they learned what it was and they said, you know what, we're not gonna, I don't want to open it. I don't want to know. Which I think would be me. I was gonna say, would you? No, I don't think I would. I don't think I would. No. (sighs) I don't know. I don't know. I would live my, I just, I would just keep living. So all that to say, I think the money lesson in here is the people that had the short strings naturally, which I can't blame them. YOLO. <laughs> Had that YOLO mentality YOLO. where it's like, I mean, you only live once. If my, you know, if my life's going to be ending in the next two years, might as well go see the places I want to see. Yeah. You know, do the things I want to do with the money I have. So, I mean, I can't blame them at all. But I would have like the little asterisk though to think beyond just you with your money, yeah, your right? Legacy. Like, yes. Is there a legacy? Give kids. Um, Are yeah, you involved you, in that picture? That's right. Yep. You're for your kids. Uh, is it things within, you know, your community, things you're passionate about that you're like, you know, I want to see this money be put to really great mm-hmm. use even after I'm gone, you know? So having that as part of it, but I can't, I can't great. blame them, you know? There's part of me that I'm like, sure. Yeah. Short side of versus. <laughs> She told me I had 18 months to live. I don't, I don't know what, what I'm going to do. Yeah, let's go, man. Let's go. No, that's great. I, I want to read it, but also I, know. I don't. It, it sounds more disturbing than it is. It sounds very disturbing. Okay. But it's really, but you do like disturbing stuff. But it's I do too. Fast. It okay. really is. That's great. So good. So, that's great. The measure. Okay, that's good. All right, so 
This one, actually, start with that one because I feel like this okay. one's going to make more sense because this one came before this one. Colleen Hoover. It ends with us. And came out first. And it starts with us. Not to be out. confused with the titles because like it starts with us. You think that would be the first and this would be the second. But no, this came first. This came second. It's backwards, yes. And so talk about that one first and then we'll pick up yes. with this one. Okay, so, gosh, it's been a little bit. I'm trying to think of even the, the main characters. Lily. Lily, Lily yes. Atlas. And Atlas. Okay, yes. yeah, that's right. I was like, gosh, it's been like a year since I read it. Um, so great story of the the main guy, I guess you could say, in the book. Sort of the main guy. There's another guy, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's a love, it's a love book. Uh, but yeah, he had a rough childhood, uh, homeless at one point. And so she, throughout high school, is really there for him on many different levels. Uh, and then they grow up, kind of go their separate ways, and then their stories end up intertwining later on in life. So I would say for It Ends With Us, his story specifically, which is what goes mm-hmm. on in your in this book, it starts with us. But I think, yeah, I think the lesson is redemption. Like yes. where he came from was nothing, like literally nothing, and really made something of himself in the book. You know, not that he was like this crazy, like Fortune 500, right. you know, per, you know, but he had an incredible life, you know? He, yes. like, did the restaurant, started, like, he he built a life on his own. And so it just shows that, yeah, regardless of what your story is or where you came from, the ability to say, hey, I can actually do something with my life, even if, like, you know, I've had hardships yes. and all that. So yes. it's, it's beautiful. It's a great book. Yes. I feel like both of the morals in both of these are very— this- are the same financially. Yes. Like we're on the financial. We may be stretching, trying to find. <laughs> yes. We just <laughs> really like Colleen Hoover. <laughs> so we had to find a way to put her we're in this. Really trying to find a way. But no, I mean, like a, a little bit more. I know you haven't read this one, so I'm not going to give too much away. But, you know, Atlas, yes. you know, experiencing homelessness when he was a child. And then, and then he is able to run his own restaurant. And so, like, just seeing where you start doesn't have to be where you end. Yes. Like your start doesn't have to be your ending. You can make your own life. And I know that it's harder and more, some people are more disadvantaged, but I just, I find so much hope in knowing like mm-hmm. you you have so much power and your mind is one of the biggest things that keep us from from where we want to be, even like myself included. I'm not speaking to anyone in particular other than for me. Yes, like our yes. mindset on yes. a lot of things, especially money, we talk about Huge. behavior versus the aspect of like, literacy with yes. money and, and so much of it is behavior based and so it is getting that mindset right knowing that what you can achieve I think is just so important I love that okay so it starts with us is it is it is he narrating it it's multiple perspectives. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so but it goes back before this. As, no, this it's it continues. I, that's what's so confusing because people thought that it was back in their childhood. That's what it's I thought not. too. Oh my gosh. It picks up oh the gosh. last oh scene of that book. <gasps> picks up right here, and it is so good. I, don't I read get it in like away. three hours. I was a speed reader for this one because it was that good. Jeez, so, I've got, I can't yes. believe I'm ready yet. Okay, so the next book is. The Hunger Games. Uh, this is a classic in my in my world. <laughs> I'm sure all the people that are writers are rolling over in their graves, <laughs> and those who are still alive be like, "That's not a classic." But to me, this was my classic childhood. The yes. Hunger Games. I know. So I good. have so many stories about this. I remember <laughs> being in high school. And I had just recently broken with my boyfriend. And so I didn't eat in the cafeteria. I went to the library and I literally opened the Hunger Games. It gets worse. I would read Hunger Games with one of my best friends and we would open the Bible and then we would find parallels. 
You would. Needless to say, we were really struggling to find them, but we tried. And now you're here years later to find parallels with money. With me. That's right. That's right. But I do think I do think that there is like such a good money moral to this story that's super important. So the capital, for anybody who's read the books or seen the movies, you know that the capital is this all-powerful body of people who try to take Society, yeah. all control over, over these 12 districts. 13, spoiler alert. And so when they do, they take all their money, they take all their power, and then they send two people each year into the Hunger Games um, from each district district where they fight literally to the death. And then in return, if you win, if you're the victor, then you, you get your own nice, like, bougie house for the rest of your life. And then your district for the year gets food. So, of course, all of these districts, knowing that they're in severe poverty, are trying to win each year So just so they can survive. Yep. And so I feel like this book is such an important one because we talk about this all the time here. Money just makes you more of who you are. Yes. It just makes you more of who you are. It's the magnifying glass. So if you glass. want power— you're, you're going to find w- more ways to be more ugly with power yes. when you have more money. And so you got to get your mindset right. And I think, oh, man, it's like, man, if I had more money, then I would just be this. It's like, no, you'll just be the same as you. You'll just be richer. Yes, that's right. And that's you'll probably right. make more silly mistakes. I know, And I control know. people along the way. So Hunger Games, man. Katniss Everdeen. Makes you more of what you already makes are. Makes you more of mm. who you are. All right, another one. Oh. Gone Girl. That's a great one, Rich. Yes, I know. We're, we're going back in time here with these. Yeah. Okay, uh, gosh, this was a this was a great one. Great thriller. I'm sure many of you have read it or seen the movie. Um, ben Affleck is in it. Is it is one of the characters yeah. in the movie? But yeah, so basically, oh, this is a hard one because I don't want to give anything away. But Amy, who's one of the main characters of the book, she you don't know what has happened to her. You're kind of reading and kind of figuring out, oh my gosh, is she dead? We're not sure, we're not sure. And in the middle of the book, everything shifts and you get her perspective and it's just crazy. So basically, she's nuts. She's nuts, okay? So, Amy, you crazy. Amy. You're crazy, Amy. Amy, girl. Uh, so I'd say the money lesson in here is, is make sure not to marry someone crazy and to <laughs> talk to your spouse about money Open because there were dialogue. scenes where, you know, the garage door would open and there would be like all this crazy stuff that she bought and like racked up, you know, credit card debt, all that. Yep. And he was like, what? I had no clue. Um, And so there were these moments throughout the movie you could tell that they were not on the same page. Mm -hmm. So it's a money lesson there, you guys. Be on the same page with your spouse. We also don't think that— Have the same values. We could be living totally separate. Like, we we could have a separate life just financially alone. Yes, Even just like you buying something on Amazon without like your spouse knowing. Yeah, that it's like you just have your thing over here. You're partly living like a separate life. Yes, yes. aspect, which is— Kind of hard to digest. Strange, but it's true. I know it can really become divisive and and sever relationships. So totally. The last one that I have to present to you is where the crawdads sing. Yes. And this, if you've read the book, you know that this is nobody that I've ever talked to about this book has said that's mm, not good. Everyone that I've spoken to is like, this is an incredible book. Yes. The movie I thought was really good too. Um, for people who can't remember it, uh, a high overview. Uh, Kaya, the main character here, they called her the Marsh Girl because her and her family lived um, in poverty. And so they lived on the outskirts of this really rich town and they were in like the marshy lands. Mm-hmm. And so Kaya, she she loves nature and she's really, really smart. And so she met this guy, Chase Andrews, I think that's his last name, one of the affluent teens there in the city. And so he would come and they had a relationship. And then she found out she never left the marsh until one day. 
and she left. Well, she did sometimes, or very rarely. Yeah. But she saw him in town with another woman no. and a ring on her finger. And so meanwhile, speaking of a whole different life, Heartbreak. he had a completely different life. So he was using Kaya yeah. all the more, knowing that he could never marry Kaya, even though he told her that they were going to be like long game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he just, he had to, he thought he needed to keep with the stature of, of affluency. And yes. so I feel like this is such an important message for all of us, no matter where we are, socioeconomic status and the prejudices that we can experience, or maybe sometimes even subconsciously yeah. treat other people with simply because they don't walk in the same shoes as us. Um, maybe they don't have as many advantages as we do, privileges we do. And so I think it's just an important moral for all of us to be in, in check mm. about. So good. So good. Yeah, cool. Seeing people as, as equal because she was not treated like that. She was not. At yes. all in the yeah. book. And yeah. that was part of the heartbreak. Mm-hmm. Um, but she came out on top. She yes, came she out did. on top. Even decades <clears throat> later. Decades later. Mm-hmm. Yes. No spoils, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> so spoils. Good. All right. Last, we'll share this one because we Sweet. both read it. Book take lovers. The take the lead. Emily Henry here as well. Okay, so basically the overview of the book is there's a book agent. She meets this other, I guess, he, is he a book agent? Um, he's an editor. An editor, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> and so they were trying to work on a project, but he's kind of a jerk. They don't, so they kind of, at the, you know, at the beginning of the book, then they go their separate ways. Well, then they end up in this small town together. I don't want to give anything away, but yeah, sparks start flying between <laughs> the book people mm-hmm, in here. But her story, when you look back on her childhood that she shares with you through the book, her mom had a really rough relationship with money. So mm-hmm. lots of debt, um, lots of struggle, working, racked up tons of credit cards, all of that. And then when she died, she left a pile of debt with no insurance. And so she really had to, the main character had to come out from that mm-hmm. and not only learn how to handle money well, um, but man, she had to really get past what her mom implanted in her yes. of what money was like yes. too. Changing your family tree. Yep. That was something really important. And they literally, I mean, it's like, it's like Emily Henry knows our principles here because she, what did this woman do to get out of debt? She got on a budget Sorry, and she took extra jobs. jobs. I was she like, well, if that extra- isn't Ramsey Solutions, I don't know what is. Oh, Emily. And Emily, yeah, you so knew us so well. You knew so us well. so well. It's just so true. I felt like that was such, that that is a great example of a book that is just such a common story. Yes. That like knowing that you or your parents or somebody in your life has credit card debt and you are left with that or you realize you're, you know, upside down and everything financially. Yep. And, and what are the most practical steps in order to Common dig yourself sense. out of this hole? I know. Get and on she that did it. budget and, and she get did those it. odd end jobs. So good. Oh, Courtney, this is so fun. Thank you for having me. This was a blast. Who knew there were so many money lessons in the most random books you could ever think about? But we love books. We love talking love about it. money. So it works so well. So, so good. Yes. Uh, Courtney, thanks again. Thank so, you. So, yeah, where can everyone find you? Uh, you can find me. I'm usually on Instagram, sometimes on TikTok, but at Courtney Dykstra House. And the spelling is tragic, but I'm sure we'll have it somewhere in the show notes. <laughs> <I'll be there. laughs> Oh, I just love books. I mean, it's just so fun. The fact there's some money lessons in there just makes my heart so happy. So I want to thank Courtney so much for being a guest on today's show. And thank you guys so much for listening. If you have not hit that follow button to subscribe to the podcast, make sure to do that. And if the spirit leads, you can leave a review. And as always, remember to take control of your money and create a life you love.